0: thank you fred rogers you can record anything that you watch on your television yes yes my man my the legend like it is because of fred rogers that you have that right as an american defending the proud and noble vcr (laughs) (laughs) he did went to the went to court over the vcr anyway mercenary for justice yeah mercenary for justice
1: but you can't check your six it's kind of like, you know, taking a screwdriver to a gunfight. What's happening? Just like on top. So I want to kick off Mercenary for Justice by taking a peek at um, Zach's Steven Seagal ranked list on Letterboxd, oh, no. where it's I see out of 22 movies, yes. he has Mercenary for Justice ranked number six. Yes. And I think that is about twenty one too high. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know. I'm getting exposed. I see. Maybe really t- maybe twenty too high because it's definitely not as bad as Ticker. But my God, this movie sucks.
2: I kind of didn't hate this one as much as I thought I would. <laughs> oh yeah, my God. I. I definitely you and I would can not. never agree. It is definitely not in we the bottom five. <laughs> I Are there wouldn't. any other uh, any other points on my list that you would take issue with, Hans? Honestly, no. <laughs>
0: I would say this okay, is solidly okay. out of my bottom five. Definitely not in the top five. Not even in the top ten. It's like in the bottom half of the Seagal movies okay. that we watched. It's not in my top five either. I think but that's, it's, that's it's probably closer to where I am. It's not the bottom.
1: Okay. It was, I So my whole thing with this movie, it doesn't. it doesn't know what it is. They didn't know yeah, what it was when no. they wrote it. And they didn't know what it was when they were filming it. And they didn't know what it was when they were editing it. Mm-hmm. Nobody so, knew what this movie was supposed to be. So
2: Hans, speaking of not knowing what this movie is, can you run us through this movie real quick? Can you tell us what you know about this movie?
1: Yeah, that's there. <laughs> well, we'll cut it there. That'll be that'll be where we spin the intro music up. Boop, boop, so we'll. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> welcome back to Steven C. It all. I am Hans.
2: I am Aaron. I'm Zach, and I am sorry. I am self-flagellating upon the throne of the podcast for secretly kind of having an okay time watching mercenary for justice (laughs) i i'm sorry i'd like to apologize to my fans i'd like to apologize to my community i'd like to apologize to my family and i'd like to apologize for god Uh, i'm working to do better i will be better and and life is a journey of self-improvement and i am sorry for kind of somewhat having a bit of fun with this very bad movie
1: (laughs) apology accepted so this one, Mercenary for Justice, two thousand and six action thriller film. Every I single guess. one of those
2: words in air quotes.
1: Yeah, action thriller and film. I'm gonna be completely <laughs> honest with you guys. I don't know that I can recap this movie. I'm just well, too
0: bad. It's your job. Hit it. They start
1: out. It, it starts out as like uh, not really, but kind of. It starts out as not really, but kind of like saving Private Ryan. Not. I don't know if that's that's probably not a great description. It actually starts out like it's, a
2: lot like Tropic Thunder.
1: It actually does kind of start out a lot like Tropic Thunder. Uh there's even like you like Zach said the other day, uh there's even the uh, I guess stereotypical like I'm going to get you on that chopper scene with the dying buddy that doesn't get on the chopper. Uh the whole movie starts because there's some coup on of a some state. government. Don't get,
2: don't get too in the details. Don't uh, surface level. You're right.
1: You're honestly right. This one, I just can't remember. There was a coup of some government. They sent mercenaries in to go... I don't remember what side they were fighting on. It really doesn't matter. Seagal was like the leader of the mercenaries because he's of course the best of the mercenaries. They lose to the French who came in at the last minute to help. Don't know why. Not really explained. The French... Uh, ambassador gets kidnapped and killed by a bunch of these guys that end up kind of being the protagonists or not the antagonists of the movie kind of they don't it doesn't they don't have anything to do with anything i i didn't get it it didn't make any sense then all of a sudden it's because his buddy got killed seagal goes back home to see his wife and his son and tell them about it and it's it's almost like it instead of going we go from Saving Private Ryan slash Tropic Thunder, which is a combo you would never see anywhere else, to Top Gun? Kind of? With the buddy that dies, and then he talks to the wife and the kid and says, okay. like, I'm gonna do right by you, and I'm gonna protect you, and all this other junk. And then they get kidnapped because this other guy wants go or the guy that set up the coup, wants Seagal to do this one last mission for him that has nothing to do with anything prior. He wants him to it was like robber bank or something. There no, were he, like there was a prison break in there. There was a bank robbery in he's there. He's
2: initially hired. Uh, this billionaire's son is like arrested and going to be extradited. Originally, is that the, what like, it was? CIA dirty deeds guy hires him to get this like billionaire's son out.
1: Okay. See, I didn't get that because all of a sudden there was a bank robbery, mm, mm. and then there was a the prison out of break. But right, the prison yes. break, that guy didn't actually get. Yeah, that yeah. he didn't get broken get get broken. He didn't he wasn't broken out of prison. It it didn't make any sense and that's where the the, the like semi-antagonists from the war in the beginning with the coup kind of come back but then they all die in the prison and they don't really explain why that happens either. It it the whole thing just I mean, you're absolutely right. You gotta, you gotta ride the flow state with this one. And I don't think I was because I was trying so hard to, to gather some meaning from this story and there just wasn't one. And that's all there was to it. Because after that, it, it jumps from, from Top Gun for like five it minutes. Was, it
0: was literally, it felt like I was having a dream because it really was. there were it was like just... plot elements that I could identify as plot elements, but just like a dream, you can't, like I can describe to you, you what happens in a dream. You can't control but I cannot tell you how any event flowed into the next event.
2: It's like while you're in the dream, your brain accepts it, and then you try to tell it to a person, and there's no connecting logic. No. You can't right. explain it because it's unexplainable.
1: And, and and then all of a sudden, we were at the prison. And then all of a sudden, we were in a bank heist. And then all of a sudden, we were at a yeah. lighthouse at the end of the movie. and uh, So it, it goes from being... Top Gun for, like, five minutes to then being, like, a mix of Ocean's Eleven and The Italian Job. Yeah. And then at the end, it's, like, a Taken, where they save the family, and it's just this whole mishmash of a whole bunch of elements that don't mix together with a whole bunch of actors yeah. that do a reasonably good job, and then Seagal steps into the scene in his leather <sighs> trench coat and ruins it. And it's just a mess. It's a it's a big old... Okay, but here's the thing.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. But now, just as you're talking about it, I'm remembering parts from this movie. Yeah, and I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> so, because even you might have heard, it, it's it's it seems a bit glib. It seems a bit cruel of me, but you talk about like the French ambassador's killed. What you didn't say. Is, no, the no, kidnapped is the mercenaries kidnap the french ridiculous. ambassador and his entire family including his children and they're like if you don't cease fire we're gonna blow them up and they and they try to <laughs> cease fire the the soldiers don't listen they keep shooting so then they explode and just like you see like the limbs <laughs> the of like bloody limbs party. of a mannequins. little girl like <laughs> it's, like a 15 year old daughter's in leg in in its pajama pants is just <laughs> flying off the truck
1: <laughs> and it's so ridiculous and then it's not; it doesn't affect anything. No, like the, at all. the French give up or whatever, and it you would gives think them time they to get more fallout from in. killing
2: the entire family of the French ambassador.
0: Yeah,
1: you and would think they not, don't just go back to mentioned. Miami, Florida, right after that. Yeah, <laughs> no one mentions it at all
0: for the rest of the movie. Like, you see a little girl, like, get ripped in half by an explosion. (laughs) Like, exactly at the waist. It's very weird. Uh, And, like, an official of the French government, an ambassador, and his entire family gets blown up on a truck in South Africa. And it is never mentioned throughout the rest of the movie. And the
2: next scene is the people (laughs) who did it just chilling in Dade County, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Because it wants to be bad boys, too, I guess.
0: Okay, but I had a, like a weird experience even before that. So, uh, okay, here's a little bit of, uh, insider information, dear listener. Um, as we're recording <laughs> this, the latest episode that released is Out for a Kill, uh, our, our Stephen C. all episode of Out for a Kill, which in that episode, uh, is it? Yes. Uh, oh man. In that episode, we mentioned that, uh, Luminosity, Stephen Seagal's production company, made two films. Luminosity is back! Out for a Kill and Belly of the Beast, which is not true. The Wikipedia article is very wrong. Uh, not only is the, are those two movies not the only movies made by Steven Seagal's production company because it changed names a couple times. Mercenary for Justice is also made by Luminosity. I I know Luminosity's back blew my mind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Wikipedia article is way off.
1: The funny thing is, it has changed names a couple of times, but back and forth between the same name, because the last movie we watched was by Steamroller Productions. Yes. And then this one's Luminosity again, but it's the same company.
0: Mm
2: Mm-hmm. It feels like something like the ones that are, like, distributed through, like, Sony or, like, Steamroller and the ones that are distributed through Millennium Films or Luminosity. Like, I think he legit just has, like, shell companies running based on who his distributor is. It has to be something like
0: that. Or maybe or it's, who the like, producer uh, is or something like that. You know the thing with uh, the MGM lion? Yeah. And however... Wait, made it, So there's this thing. Uh, I don't know if it's actually true. It's just sort of like an urban legend. It might actually be true. Who knows? But if you watch an MGM movie, at the beginning, like, the lion comes out and the lion roars... And the lion might roar like a number of times. And if the, the more the lion roars, the greater confidence the company has in the quality of the Uh film.
1: (laughs) I didn't know that. That's kind of
0: cool.
2: like two roars.
0: No, so it it comes from, there are some movies that if you watch, like the lion doesn't roar. And some movies, the lion does Uh roar. I don't know if that's actually accurate, but it's a, it's kind of like an urban legend around movies. It's like, I think if Luminosity is producing the movie, he mm-hmm. might have, like, a little more confidence in it. He shouldn't, but he might have, like, a little <laughs> more confidence. See, when you said the thing with the MGM
2: lion, I thought you were going to say that about how, like, the lion that they filmed, like, the day after filming that, like, viciously mauled and, like, ate his train <laughs> or something like that. I thought that was the fun fact you were busting out. No. But maybe you're on to something. Maybe whenever he's like, nah, this one, this is a real, mm-hmm. this is a banger This is going to knock out of
1: the park. He puts luminosity on there. Yeah, he wants that. He bang-a-roos. wants, the, he like, wants Buddha. know,
2: literally, like, the statue of the Buddha. Yeah, he wants it,
1: Buddha. Let me tell you something. Years mercenary for justice was not a -a bangarooski okay (laughs) hans hear me out no no. (laughs) i'm gonna hear you out but i'm gonna go ahead and tell you that whatever you have to say is never ever ever gonna change my mind this movie was awful that's fine yes it had some funny points i did laugh i didn't hate this one but it was bad
2: okay yes the movie is very bad yes but this movie is camp as the kids say. yes yes you have movies that are bad and it's not meant
1: to be no, oh, but the no, odds but... look at the definition of camp oh, camp well, hold on.
2: almost <laughs> requires that it not be meant to be camp. Oh, but it's like an, mm. an <laughs> it is. It is very an R because a lot of these movies, this is something I've complained about. This is something I've been sad about is a lot of them are just like bad and boring. And I'm just like, well, that was kind of a mess and sucked and I hated it. This one is bad. And not the entire time it's not like it's not hitting like you know the batting average it's not getting on base as much as like the room in terms of how much i'm laughing it's not consistent throughout the movie i because <laughs> we, we, you wait, need to, you
1: need to show, show me the room i will show you because the
2: room. i cannot watch it on my own <laughs> i will show you the room don't worry i will learn i will help you learn to appreciate the room but with this movie i it it, it admittedly drags like the opening scene i was like what's happening there's a solid like 20 or 30 minutes in there where I literally have like no notes, like nothing of interest happened to me at all. And then like all my notes are from the last like 45 minutes of the movie. So it definitely has peaks and valleys. But this is probably the most fun I've had with one of these since The Foreigner. Because wow. in another Steven Seagal movie, he'll just say, oh, throw that b- out the window and they, and they throw a bomb out a window and you're like, OK. But in this one. The French ambassador's family gets blown up like it's Team Fortress Two. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Seagal is at, at, on a date on at a fancy dinner with a woman who's like a triple agent and in an empty it. restaurant with a full band playing. He sneaks away to the and bathroom. No a, what was that? And no food. No food. <laughs> A random henchman follows him the to the bathroom. Seat. And then when St- Seagal opens the door and says, you looking for me? The guy says, yeah, that's it for you, poop hole," And they fight. <laughs> I have
1: that written down. <laughs>
2: There's a part where Steven Seagal's in the backseat of a car. He just gets out and waddles away. And the guy he's against, like, turns around, like, whips around. And is like, oh, this guy's a ghost. Like, Seagal just Batmaned away from him. Like, you have Omar from The Wire yes okay like i need you, i need you to understand that when you're watching this michael k williams, michael Kenneth williams is in this movie, and this is like two or three seasons into the wire michael k williams yeah, this is, wild. Is, is, is a hacker saying let's pull a code from cyberspace this is camp this is fun i'm laughing yeah. we have not also speaking of i just needed it we're gonna you know we normally at the end talk about like the actors you know the people where they go on to seeing michael k williams and this was a f-ing trip we have not like it was this is like uh Peter Dinklage appearing in that like Knights of Asta movie, where they like filmed it before Game of Thrones came out, but it released like three seasons into Game of Thrones, and you're like, how is this guy in this movie? Yeah, I how is Omar like? How is he two or three seasons into being Omar on the wire and showing up in Mercenary for Justice? And how is he killing it? How is he amazing in this role? He is my favorite. He was like, fantastic. Seagal he was squad the goon member.
1: That that was where the. Uh... Uh, Italian job vibes came in at least the the yeah. new American Italian job with um oh what's his name the computer guy in that one
2: I, I know what you're I, mean.
1: you know what I mean i'm gonna I'm gonna have to look it up off that edit this out edit out my keyboard clicks. Seth Green, Duck Jeez, oh how can I not think of that? But he's like Seth Green in that it was the, the, like basically the same character chilling somewhere else, away from the heist, doing all the computer work, and that's where I got that from. But that's that's like that's exactly what they were trying to do.
2: Oh yeah, just, do this they is all they,
1: all these movies do is just emulate other movies from several years prior. Well, like um, but the Italian job, the American one came out in two thousand three. This came out in what two thousand six.
2: But I think the best yeah. times, I think what I love in a skull movie is. Like, you watch one of these movies, and you're like, oh, it's trying to be this movie? That's kind of boring. Whenever it's trying to be, like, seven movies, (laughs) it's probably going to be funny.
1: It really... They were trying.
0: Everyone in this movie is a wild card. You have no idea what anyone's intentions are at any moment. Yes. Or, like, what they are thinking. It's impossible. They don't know. So, like, this whole... We've talked about, like, the French ambassador's family blowing up. One, French ambassador (laughs) to where? Like, they they say it's... (laughs) They keep talking about South Africa. Like most of the movie takes place in South Africa, but this first scene where there's like. No, it does it Yes, it does. Does it really? Yeah. It's a, that's supposed it to be not. South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> you wouldn't guy, know
2: it was lost. South, this guy's like in a South African prison. That is. Yeah, been you wouldn't know it to get him out
1: of. Oh man! But that's supposed to yeah, be I, Cape Town, no, South Africa. Weird. Completely missed that. It doesn't feel like it. No, <laughs> It doesn't look like it.
0: <laughs> So, like, there, so Stephen Seagal and his mercenary buddies, who he hates, are hired to help <laughs> carry out a coup in South Africa against France, who has not had territory in yeah. South Africa since, yeah. like, 1790 yeah. or something. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, and so part of the mercenary team goes and kidnaps the French ambassador and his family in an open-top truck. Like, they just throw the family into the bed of a truck, and they're, like, carrying machine guns and stuff, and, like, anyone walking down the street could just, like, see a kidnapping happening, and they just, like, drive through the town and then into a war zone. Which the So, this whole, like, there's this big battle going on. My my first quote that I wrote down is the most literal example of Tell Don't Show I've ever seen. There's, like, a UN Mm -hmm. reporter looking into the camera and she says, and I quote, Though you cannot see it, over that hill, a fierce battle has erupted. Ah, <laughs> uh, but with that one line they saved like they saved
2: like fifty thousand dollars on the budget.
0: <laughs> she just like points off screen and says, You can't see it, but a fierce battle is going on over there. And then like you see parts Plus of me, this bro. battle, you see like people running around. And maybe this was just because I've been playing BattleBit recently. But it it felt like I was playing, like, a Battlefield-style squad shooter, like a...
1: Where there's no oh, defined side. There were, like, 200 side, players of,
0: on each side, and everyone's just, like, just running, running around, around and shooting random people.
2: <laughs> like, I do also appreciate that much, like, a, a, in a game like that. The first note I have is like literally the the first thing they say about Segal's character is that he's the most decorated soldier of the Gulf War while he's like holding a gun with like the buttstock <laughs> above his like yes. shoulder. Oh my god. Like he, just lip wristly holding this gun. So he's like he's like the noob that's like, no, I need to get like the top score like on the team. Like mm-hmm. hacker hackers hackers yeah. he's calling cheats every time.
0: <laughs> it's it's wild. This whole thing and everything is shot in the shaky cam and it goes on for like fifteen minutes. It's no, all shaky cam, shaky cam and, close, and bullet like, noises, face close-ups. Aaron. I literally yeah. watched like the opening, like 20,
2: 30 minutes of this movie, and then I went over to Hans's house. We were introducing the, <laughs> the dogs, and it was uh, yeah, hello, yeah, yeah. podcast listeners. I just got a new pupper recently. I can't remember if I said that before. Um, <laughs> oh. And we were over there on Fourth of July, and. I straight up, like, 100% not lying, told this guy, like, oh, this one's a bit different. Like, he's, like, this is, like, a, a war movie. Like, Seagal's in, like, this battlefield war role. He's not doing his you usual, did say like, hoover, like, <laughs> like, scenario. You were, you were bamboozled. I was one scene away from realizing how wrong I was. Like, I stopped <laughs> and just, bamboozled. like, oh, this is okay. Different type of movie. And the next scene, nope. Same, every Seagal movie you've nope. seen before.
0: <laughs> it is just a Seagal movie from then on. But if it just that first like 15 20 minutes gave the exact feeling that i experienced when playing like a massive squad shooter just the everything is crazy all the time Mm -hmm. you don't know where anyone is you don't know what side anyone's on who is fighting whom everyone looks the same all the environments look the same you have no sense of geography it felt like a fever dream i i couldn't tell what was going on at all sound effects are reused
1: yeah that's honestly the, the best way to put it is that it felt like a fever dream you you put it perfectly
0: yeah, so can anyone figure out for me, what are any of these characters' goals? None. Okay. <laughs> anyone okay. in this movie want? Hold on. You have a couple people Help that me. just want money. You have, like, the two Who?
2: CIA dudes, like, want money, but also, like, want to get each other in trouble. Seagal wants to, he swears to the wife and son, hey, I'm going to protect you, and then seconds later, they get kidnapped. So that's his motivation. Yeah. And then that's pretty much it you have like three or four <laughs> characters with actual tangible motivations and then every like I, I mentioned earlier the girl being like a triple agent she's not really a triple agent she just kind of just like changes her mind she's like yeah. oh i'm with these guys oh now i'm with these guys oh now i'm back with these everyone just kind of does things because like that's more preferable to not doing things yeah and that's the only way you can watch this movie is oh this guy's doing this now okay
0: yeah like there's a lady on the mercenary squad that sagal is on apparently Segal has known her for a long time they had a past relationship or whatever because of, of course, course if there's an attractive woman on screen they have some sort of history together so the sagal is hired to like break this guy out of prison like we said uh, he doesn't want to do it and for some reason it he was fine staging a coup in South Africa, but breaking this guy out of prison—nope, <laughs> yeah. that, that's too far. Um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and so there's the, the the lady with whom he has history, Maxine. That's the character's name, Maxine. Yeah. So she is like caught by the CIA, who Stephen Segal like alludes to the. F- Fact that they were hired by the CIA, like the opening scene, like as the opening credits are rolling, is the CIA hiring Segal's handler for this coup? So apparently, the coup against France was staged by the CIA, Flo-state. or Flo. at least a CIA agent. <laughs> CIA is doing shady stuff. That's all. Everything they I'm did. About. The That's
1: whole opening defined. scene was them going back and forth. Is this going to be able to be tracked back to us? Only if you want it to. But I don't want it to. Well, then it won't. Just like oh.
0: Oh well, and Segal's handler never blinks. <laughs> no, and he keeps his eyes very open. He keeps he keeps um, his chin
1: like really far up every time he talks. His eyes are wide open, and he's got these weird yeah. like half mutton chops. It's it's a it's quite the look. <laughs>
0: it's quite- uh, But this lady, she gets like caught by the CIA while in like her plane lands in South Africa. She gets off the plane, and there's the CIA, and they find it literally in the taxi line. They're like, oh. Oh, you're Maxine. You're under arrest, by the way. Yes. No, I do. That part was
2: very funny because they don't go there, like trying to get her to turn agent. The guy's literally on the cell phone, and he's just like, "Uh, oh,
0: wait, actually, give me, give me just one sec." And then he just like stumbles upon her and arrests her. It's so stupid. Uh, and he just like declares, "You work for us now," and she's like, "You work mm, for me, now. okay?" And then so, so she like leads them kind of on a merry chase, like giving them false information about what their plan is. And so yeah, okay, the mercenaries are planning to break this guy out of prison. So she takes the CIA guy to a bank and explains how they're going to, like, rob this super secure bank in South Africa, in Cape Town. Except that wasn't a misdirection, because they do rob the bank Yes, at the end of the movie. Like, <laughs> why, why, why is your misdirection to show him something that you're actually going to do?
2: <laughs> no, it really, they like, had, like, three different scripts and just had to mash them together.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, what, or like... They were working on a couple different movies and they got some footage of a prison break and mm-hmm. some footage, like, but Seagal didn't want to do another prison break movie. He never steps <laughs> foot in that prison. No. He didn't want to do another prison break movie. He already did one of those. You know what? so the, he's like, oh, I in my head, he just, like, walks up to the director one day. He's like, oh, what about a, a bank robbery? Let's. I've never done a heist movie. And <laughs> so the director's you like, I, you're going to do a heist while everybody else does the prison break, I guess. Do you want to know what allegedly happened behind the scenes? what allegedly happened give me give me the behind the scenes it's
2: very he said he said but the director don e fontleroy <laughs> who is not la he That's is a return man. he is an alumnus of the podcast he has previously directed today you die um and he will direct urban justice coming up after this he does oh, three no. single
0: movies why, why do you hurt yourself like this <laughs> monsieur fontleroy
2: so, allegedly, the director says, the story was confusing because there were four writers on the film and things were left over from draft to draft. I pointed all this out <laughs> to the producers, but they did not care. Also, the producers cut scene number 101 from the shooting schedule that played right in the middle of the film. It caused a domino effect before and after. That scene was the tie-up in the movie. I talked until I was blue in the face, trying to convince them the decision was a huge mistake. They did not care. And then he says the scene they cut so he's saying there's multiple drafts crammed together into one and we didn't get to film all the scenes we needed to so that's why it's confusing that's why it's a mess he said allegedly it's where Maxine and Seagal's character meet up and set the plan in motion to like expose the CIA guys and then the fight scene where Seagal has to fight a bunch of dudes and then Maxine slips away I okay it would have been helpful that is not the reason why the movie makes no sense that one scene would not piece everything together
1: But it still would have helped. No,
0: but it would have made the climax make sense. Like, just at the end of the movie, there's, like, ten minutes left in this movie, and Seagal just suddenly decides that he's going to go to this bank and use the information that's in this bank, which operates as, like, a Swiss bank. Like, it's supposed to be all anonymous and whatever, but it's in Cape Town, South Africa, for some reason. And so he, like, exposes all these people who have secret bank accounts there, like higher-ups in the French and South African governments. And this one CIA agent. Who actually doesn't have an account there? Seagal just transfers fifty million dollars of random money to this guy's account and then gives him the receipt at the end of the movie. Like just like sticks the receipt in his hand, and then he the CIA guy goes to prison for stealing fifty million dollars, even though he A funny
2: stupid little detail that doesn't matter is that they say $52 million transferred to your account while showing a close-up of a receipt that says $5 million on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, straight up Seagal just leaves it next to him. Like, what you described, uh, like, he's not exaggerating, dear listener. Like, this guy literally just, like, as he's getting up from being flashbanged, like, picks up this piece of paper near him that says receipt for, like, money transferred to your account. And they're like, oh, you're going away for a long time, pal.
0: (laughs) It would take 10 seconds to verify that he did not take He just didn't take that. It money. wouldn't even
2: take 10 seconds to verify. They literally killed like 30 dudes getting in this bank to do all of it. They'd be like, no, it was the guy oh, that yeah. just killed 30 people <laughs> and hacked every bank account.
0: Oh, yeah. So here's a question. This is called Mercenary for Justice. <laughs> Steven Seagal is a mercenary. He does yes. do violence for money. The first third of this title is accurate. He does nothing just. He kills like 10 bank employees, just like people who work at this bank. He was part of a mercenary team that blew up two children on purpose that not counting the the French ambassador and his wife. They also explode his two children.
2: And perhaps in another movie called Mercenary for Justice, he would be with the mercenary team at the beginning of the movie that like kills the entire French ambassador's family, including like also like the like maids and butlers and like just the people who staff the house. Yeah. He would leave that mercenary group. He would oppose them. They would be the villains of the movie In another movie called Mercenary for Justice. That does well, not he, happen.
0: In an earlier in a earlier Seagull movie, he would do that. Right. Like there have been Seagull <laughs> movies where that was kind of like the conceit, like he's trying to get out of the game because he thinks it's it's gotten too bad. Like, oh, uh, what was the one where he was living in like the Canadian woods or whatever?
1: Oh. But oh, it doesn't
0: matter. Uh but like he's done that before in movies.
1: You're right. You know what the tagline for this movie is? What is it? It's time to fight again. What? that that's the tagline for this movie and i what? think that kind of sums it up because that's how it goes from scene to scene to scene to scene to scene no reason oh no, it, no it, really reason it why is... it's just it's time to fight again no so here we go it is more gun gun of out of reach per minute. Minute.
0: out of reach
2: a former csa agent who's living on a wildlife refuge yes. in northern alaska is that
0: the yes one there it yes. is okay yeah, sorry i know you said the it, the it one... didn't
1: matter is that the one where he had a daughter
2: no, that's one where he had a weird re- a pen pal relationship with a thir- 13-year-old orphan. God, these that's movies right. suck.
1: That's right. <laughs> it's so stupid.
2: I feel yeah. in- like an insane person screaming <laughs> on the street. That's when he was pen no, pals that was with the one where he orphan a 13-year-old orphan
0: girl. That's. God. And he does a take-in. Oh my god. What am do I doing with my life? It is...
1: That's the tagline for our podcast. <laughs> I've ruined my life. <laughs> oh, man.
0: But in, like, a different movie, he would, like, stop working with the mercenaries. Yeah. And you think... And so he does end up betraying the mercenaries, and he gets all the other mercenaries killed. Except... But it doesn't
2: feel like on purpose.
0: It doesn't feel like it's on purpose. And except also, he also just does heinous things throughout the movie. Yeah. It's like him... Like, the... just killing random people. Stealing people's money. So
2: Seagal, Maxine, uh, Michael K. Williams, because I forget his name, and like one other dude. Like you can tell by the end, like they're the cool ones. There's like these four of the mercenaries yeah. that are like left and they're cool with each other. Yeah. Bulldog. Bulldog, yes, Bulldog. I liked Bulldog. The guy who Bulldog was maybe found like my Seagal second favorite bathroom. after Michael K. Williams. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> oh, they literally like have not had a relationship before this. Bulldog finds like Seagal in the bathroom, and Seagal's like, you're from detroit aren't you and the guy's like detroit michigan yeah how'd you tell and he's like oh, i can just tell let's go let's go get a drink and the other dude's like oh, as long as you're buying and i'm like i love
0: bulldog and sagal well sagal says he's from detroit too yeah yeah oh sorry yeah. i
2: missed that they're they're both like i can tell i'm from detroit too two motown boys motor yeah. city
0: boys
1: yeah and as they're leaving the bathroom the camera shows all the damage and bulldog goes huh, we're gonna have to leave a big tip <laughs> and i did like that i like bulldog Except what, what I did
2: not like before that was the scene where Bulldog is driving and Seagal's in the backseat and they pick up Maxine and they're just driving silently and Skull's like, take a left down this alley. And she's like, ooh, driving down this alley in a car with two men. This could either be very good. Uh, no, this could either be very uh, bad or very good. And uh, I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> I hated that part. Uh, and then they're like, okay. And, and Skull even says something like, it's going to be very good. I, uh, awful
0: movie awful movie so here's a question the prison why does it have an amphibious assault craft just like <laughs> <laughs> sitting <laughs> sitting in the parking lot i wish i had an answer for you
1: <laughs> absolutely no way and near also
0: no and also the rocket launcher is necessary to blow it up <laughs> like there are prison fever guards dream. on the roof with rocket launchers fever dream
2: <laughs> yeah so we've been talking in the <laughs> last few episodes it's been like uh flow state we've been saying in a flow state this this isn't even enter the flow state because you can't really flow with this movie i was wrong this is just like enter the fever no. dream like accepts yeah except the dream logic of this movie
0: you so like in, in previous movies i could do like uh kung fu panda 2 just like tai chi with a raindrop just let the let the movie flow over me you can't do that in this one you can't yeah. do it
1: you have to let it happen to you. You
2: watch this movie the way you, you... ride, like a universal theme park attraction. <laughs> like, okay, there's a dragon now. Okay, the minions. Are sh-
0: okay, now we're here. Like, you, know, you just accept it. Oh, there's the mummy. Uh, oh, yes, the yes. Incredible Hulk. Uh... <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, And then Harry Potter flies over on his broom. Like, it's just a series of unconnected things happening very quickly <laughs> with gunshots in between them many 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 gunshots i think it's like more gunshots per minute than possibly any previous seagal movie it is oh
1: absolutely intense. there were tons so if we have watched some of these like movies, the first 10 minutes like actions. the
0: background sound is just guns firing here the first are. 10 minutes solid
2: they looked at the last 10 seagal moves and said not enough gunshots and they said okay we're gonna make up for the last <laughs> time and put them on here the sound effects they weren't did.
1: awful though for as many guns as there sound were effects weren't awful they were they, they were fine awful
0: so i i want you to think back for something uh, on something for me because i think i saw them try something but i'm not totally sure so there's a weirdness to the cop cars in this movie <laughs> yes so <laughs> one they're like three or four different models of cop car yeah. and they're all like crappy sedans yeah. i'm pretty sure in some of these scenes because they're shot from a still camera they just had like those three cars drive around And then drive around some more and then layered the footage on top of him. So, like, if you have three cop cars driving around, you just layer the footage so it looks like six cop cars. It looked like they tried that. That
1: I didn't notice. That's interesting.
2: So, stuff like that, shenanigans like that absolutely 100% happened. I didn't notice exactly what you're describing, but just because there was, like, one shot in this movie. For this episode, normally we post, Mm -hmm. like, screenshots, like, in the podcast, like, show notes. I'm going to have to, like, include... Like, a graphics interchange format of this or something like that. Because there's this one shot that I thought was just, like, weirdly competent. Like, I could tell this would have taken some planning. There's, like, mm-hmm. nine cop cars all just kind of parked around. And then, they're like... That's the exact shot I'm thinking where of. Where they're like, okay... I think it was three cop cars. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, you could be onto something. Because when I watch it, they're just like, okay, go, 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 go. And then they all peel out, like they're just all pointing different directions when they're parked and they all just peel out oh. and just like drive in different directions but none of them hit each other yes oh what, so i watched roughly that
1: I, where in the movie was oh last. actually i can tell you
2: exactly now. where it is hans i can tell I you that it is three, three is top at cars on a closed oh, course i can tell you that it is one hour four minutes and 46 seconds okay hang on and while you look for that i noticed the shot as like the one weirdly competent shot like oh that must have taken some planning the reason I say like shenanigans like that definitely happened is because then later on at 1.16.22, 1 hour, 16 minutes and 22 seconds, they use that same shot. Not of the cop cars leaving, but like the, the way the cars were parked before they all left. And I'm like, movie, yes. you've so many of these have been guilty of reusing footage. I know like the last like 20 Seagal movies, not the last one, the last like 15 Seagal movies we've watched have like blatantly reused footage. But you can't have like one decent looking shot in your movie that I kind of applaud (laughs) and then repeat like they don't use the whole thing. They just use like the first second of it. But you can't do that like 20 minutes later because like it's stuck out. I'm like they are parked Mm -hmm. exactly the same. And I have like the two screenshots right next to each other. They are the the exact same shot.
0: Well, and also like at the beginning of the movie when Seagal's handler is like introducing all the members of the mercenary squad to the CIA guy. The shot of Seagal that they use for his introduction, like screenshot, is just a reversed frame of his actual introduction in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the first shot you get of him actually doing something in the movie is just reversed. <laughs> nice. Um, it really? <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just mirrored. Nice.
1: We didn't even see Seagal until weird. probably 10, 15 minutes in. Yeah. When he's the greatest soldier of the Gulf War or whatever we get the whole ambassador kidnapping before seagal even shows up which okay um were some
0: shots in the ambassador kidnapping filmed at like 22 frames a second or something (laughs) Something (laughs) just like like a little bit slower just like a just a hair like when a lady she the blonde girl she dies like five minutes into this movie because she's standing on top of this open top truck with the ambassador's family in the back uh and so she gets shot off the top of the truck like instantly uh but she does like a karate move to take out the two guards at the front gate of the ambassador's house and i swear they're filmed at like 20 or 22 frames a second like it slowed down just a little bit
2: that woman had no combat training no gun handling training i'm sorry to the actress but she I would not be surprised if they had that's, to do some fudging I mean, of those scenes.
0: That's not your fault. Like, right? They did not train uh, her for that role like, for that like five minute role. No, you are supposed to be prepared for the roles that you are given, but I, it's the like movie production's job to prepare you for those things. Yes, <laughs> and that apparently didn't happen. No, not one bit. No.
1: What was the timestamp for the cars again?
2: Um, the timestamp for the first shot is one hour four minutes and forty five seconds.
1: Okay. I'm like, almost, almost there. exactly
0: two thirds into the movie.
1: <laughs> okay. I <laughs> I'm not 100% sure what I just saw, but there's definitely some goofiness going on <laughs> here. Like this is not a wild. Shot. There's some something about this isn't right. And I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's like they all <laughs> drove past the camera once and then the camera paused while there was nothing on screen and they all drove past the camera a second time or something. Yeah, something's going yeah, on here. Like, that's not right.
0: And, like, the lighting is a little bit off.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Can I talk like, about... It, it feels like they filmed it three times real quick, but it's in it's in daylight, so it's it's natural light. And so you're not going to get the the lighting to match perfectly. Like, it's very weird.
1: Oh, there's definitely something weird about this scene. And then where's the second one, Zach? Um, 16 23
0: Like, ten minutes afterwards. Not even, like, way further into the movie.
1: It is the same scene. It's the same exact <laughs> It's before the cars are they're just stationary. You only see yes. it for a half second, but they're all just stationary in the same exact spot. Like before they moved out ten minutes before.
2: Yes, it's very funny. What and weird. I'm just like, I because like there's literally one shot in this movie that like stuck out to me that I noticed, and then that same shot popped up again. And I'm like, you no. No 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I talk about something else with the lightning real quick? Oh, yes, yeah, go for just it. Just because you mentioned the lighting I weird. was going
0: to talk about audio in a second, but go for it with the lighting.
2: Why is Seagal's face lit like that? Oh, no. <laughs> Every scene it's he's bad. in, it does not matter if they're on a battlefield, if they're in a fancy restaurant, if he's in a person's house, if he's in an office building, if he's in like, you know, a secure bank vault, it's like a weird like spotlight just from like his eyebrow to like the yeah. middle, like the bottom of his like top lip or something. Like, he has this weird, well, harsh lighting where you just see, like, the circle of light on his face, is, and the rest is a shadow. And he's talking to other characters who don't have this happening. Like, they're lit normally.
0: And it looks, it makes him look like he's almost wearing blackface or something. Like. Yeah, it's it weird, is weird. And it's, like,
2: throughout the entire movie. Yeah. He's in, like, the middle of a brightly lit day, and he has this weird, like, shadow going around, like, most of his face.
0: Well, it makes his like his nose shiny, and yeah. so I don't know. It's what just not a good there. look.
2: Don't and know. you wanted to talk about sound. Um, why? I for some reason I we didn't have subtitles with this copy of the movie that we had. Why is everyone whispering? Oh. Why are there entire scenes where characters are just whispering at each <laughs> other and I can't hear it?
0: Well, um, and I like there are obviously a lot of the dialogue in this movie was done in a studio afterward. Like it wasn't captured on set and it is still unintelligible. Like I th- like they just everything was the first take. When they went they were like, "Oh, we didn't get a good audio capture on like any of this. We're going to have to like redo a lot of these lines in a in a sound booth." And no one wanted to be there. It was just first take for everything. It was not good. It, like a lot of these lines, I had to like rewind, yes, and listen t- to several lines multiple times just to figure out like what they were saying. 99% of the time, Actually, every single time I did that, it ended up not being worth it, except for the poop hole line, because um, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make sure he actually... Did he actually call him a poop hole? Yes. Uh, yes, he did. He did call him a poop hole.
2: Yeah. I love that line. It's so good. I also like when they're in the bank vault, they're currently doing the heist, and then like the... I don't know, the guy in charge, like a dude shows up that like Seagal's been you know been able to trick everyone at the bank to get in, and then this dude shows up, and the camera yeah. dramatically pushes in on Seagal's face, and he says alert alert. <laughs> yeah. That line
0: made me laugh. About a guy who's, he's never met, like, he's never seen this guy. It's just a dude that he can tell, like, won't listen to his, like,
2: garbage lies about, yeah, I'm the bank vault inspector, Uh, I need to inspect your <laughs> bank vault. And the guy's like, no, and Skull's <laughs> like, how about I shoot you dead right here? That's, by the way, that's yeah. how they break into the bank. He goes up to some poor intern, and uh, he's like, I will murder you if you don't, like... Yeah, he's just There's like a, a bomb a, threat. Let me into the bank vault. What?
0: He's just like a bank employee. <laughs> like, he's not like an evil mercenary. He's just a guy who works at a bank. Like that's and just a just guns with, like, him an down, Throws a grenade at him. Yes. Uh like it's wild. Uh also, so at the end of this movie you get a funeral for the guy who died at the beginning of the movie? Just to make it feel like everything was connected? It wasn't. That didn't matter. What was the, the other movie, movie that
1: was like that? Under Siege 2. It was they, under, under Siege they, 2. They did the Under Siege the, 2 ending here. Yeah. You, you, like, smash cut at yeah. the very end from the, like, final action sequence to uh, Cemetery, Arlington. And in this one, it's kind of the yeah. same thing. But
2: that one, it like it's like well, one except... still image with like the credits rolling. This one has like a weird montage of like the yeah. twenty one gun salute and like crying baby faces. It's it's weird. It's a fever dream.
0: Yeah. Well, and it I was looking, I was watching this. It's the last like thirty seconds. And I'm watching this. I'm waiting for In Memoriam to pop up on screen and like you know, private whatever the like and then, like the dates of his life, like the year he died, the year he was born, the year he died, and then like. At the end of, like, you know, war movies or whatever, there'll be, like, that text scroll that'll tell you, like, what happened to all these people after the war. Uh, that's what it felt like.
1: Yeah. And
0: there's, like, a flashback of Seagal carrying him. That that never happened. That was never even referenced. I don't...
1: It did. He carried him, like on, like, on his way to the chopper, but then he put him down. <laughs> and then just went to the chopper by himself. He,
2: yeah, he's like, I'm gonna get so, you out of here, buddy. He carries him, and then, like, ten feet away from the chopper, just drops him And
0: Yeah. So, he went back for him? Back back for the body?
1: No, oh, he carried the body I the guess. whole time.
0: No, like, at, for no, the No, like, the body that's buried, like, oh. what are we supposed
1: to assume? Yeah. Are We're supposed to assume gotcha. the remains are actually there. They, they talked about that. I thought he talked about that with the wife.
0: Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna go back and get him. And he says something like
2: after everything's done after she's rescued he's like i'm gonna go and get his body or something that was like, like a week ago yeah no it doesn't make sense but like he... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the
2: assumption is he goes and recovers the body from that south africa somehow.
0: yeah somehow brought it back to arlington i think he's buried in arlington also they say that the cia headquarters is in mclean virginia which is true <laughs> It, that is true. That is where the CIA headquarters is. However, everyone just says it's in Langley because it's in Langley, which is in McLean. <laughs> Skull's got to be different because he's a man on the inside.
2: Or because this one, he doesn't like the CIA, so he doesn't give him the cool name of Langley. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Oh, and also his handler, when he shows up on screen, it gives like the name card for him and like his job. And it says Special Ops 2P's Producer. But what, what is it? It's like special ops. I know it had two people. And then like it, it was like producer or what was it? The very beginning of the movie. This, Somebody this it was up. in
2: the part of the movie I wasn't watching. I was, <laughs> I was watching that. I just, it's like, like the first out. 30 seconds. Yes.
1: <laughs> no, like I
2: told you, the beginnings hit or miss. It was like those last 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because it's you, all miss. No, because you know what happens in the last 45 minutes? They're in a shootout at a lighthouse. Um, oh, I was—I met mm-hmm. the beginning. With oh, yeah, miss. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you have like again. This starts off as a war movie, and by the end, they're at a lighthouse having a shootout, and this guy's like climbing to the top of the lighthouse, and Seagal just like shoots him, <laughs> so the dude's <laughs> just barely does. hanging on, and then in slow <laughs> motion, shoots the dude again, and the guy falls down and lands on a car, and then you hear a bad <laughs> ADR line saying like,
1: "Oh, bad was, parking job." It was from Bulldog. he yes. said, "Oh, bad parking." <laughs>
2: As they're just like getting back into this like police van that has become their like headquarters.
1: Oh man.
2: Do you remember how the like main villain of this movie dies? Oh, he gets gets exploded. He gets vaporized.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's actually a pretty satisfying explosion. I'm just sad that the camera doesn't like hang on to it. it. It does that thing, which has happened in several Seagal movies where it like cuts away from the explosion mm-hmm. in the middle of the explosion. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, but so you don't actually get to, there's no catharsis. Well, you you got to see the whole thing.
1: You got to get the reactionary shot on Seagal's face, which is not a reactionary okay, no, shot. Even, Seagal doesn't
2: react to anything. No, it's even worse than that. The guy Seagal just lets the guy get in the car and drive away. And she's like, you're just letting him get away. Like he's no, you're letting that milk she toast him- <laughs> get away or something like that. And milk he goes, toast, Milk
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, milk toast.
2: <laughs> it's I-, I don't. I the don't worst think milk line. <laughs> and Seagal says, I don't think he's milk toast. And it cuts back to the dude driving, who's listening. I don't even know what the song is. This it's guy's like driving the car, and it just sounds like that Rick and something. Morty episode when he's listening to just like human music. Like it's just like beeps and <laughs> do, 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 do. and he's like jamming to it. This, like, weird, nothing song. And then Seagal hits the detonator. And normally, you know, I've seen a lot of cars blow up in movies. This car just ceases to exist within one frame. (laughs) Like, this car is vaporized. I... (laughs) <laughs> the special the like explosions the person in charge of like on-site explosions that day like had s- stuff left over and just said we're going hog wild <laughs> <on this laughs> they, they were wrapping up filming and they had <laughs> some extra time and i just use everything like, no... and the director's like
0: sure whatever i don't care i didn't get there's to shoot no scene fire the it's just gone like often in movie explosions it's like uh, milk gallons filled with gasoline wrapped in debt yes. cord, so you get like a big fireball. There's no fireball. <laughs> it's just like instantaneous. It's just that car is gone? It's like high energy explosives. Oh, yeah, and then
2: it cuts back to Seagal. His reaction is, I always I, I think he has an explosive personality. Oh, had. I was supposed to say, had an explosive personality. Ugh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know why, but like literally while watching that scene, I'm just like, what
1: it's is rough. this guy
0: listening to? Oh, he's gone.
1: <laughs>
0: gone. Just gone.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Quotes.
0: My favorite quote Although you cannot see it, over that hill, a fierce <laughs> battle has erupted. I mean, my, that's my favorite.
2: My quote the part when the main villain calls up Seagal on the phone and says, let me play you something sexy for your girl and plays like some weird like cowboy ragtime is up there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, that's it for you, Poop Hole has to be number one.
1: Yeah, that's, I had li- that's I had written brilliant. down, he asked, what is it, Seagal so asked the guy how long he has to get the job done, and the guy says, you have all the time in the world, as long as you get it done within four days. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I guess. <laughs> so, so I had that sure. written down until <laughs> the Poop Hole line. <laughs>
2: It's so funny. Like, who wrote that?
1: <laughs> it's like they got an extra who didn't want to swear. Yes.
2: It, I think it, like, 100% has to be. Or, like, they accidentally, they were making, like, the TV cut of this. They were making the, like, Yippie Kaye, mister Falcon cut. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when you fight a stranger in the Alps cut, like, edited for TV, and they accidentally mix that into, like, the theatrical cut. Yeah. Like, that's my my explanation for it.
1: Yeah, it was very out of left field for these movies. Do you want to
2: know a very unfortunate fact about this movie, though? Uh, I mean, there's a lot. But for me personally, for Zach personally. Sure. So, like I said, I was kind of like, this movie I had more fun with than usual, but this movie is also a curse to me why so like i said my <laughs> wife and i just drove out to ohio recently and we adopted the most adorable little puppy we went to a rescue we got this little bernie doodle mix and we named him yeah, yeah, bailey yeah. he's named I can after... attest to that
1: he is adorable he's very adorable
2: and he's named after george bailey from it's a wonderful life which is one of our favorite movies he uh, james stewart's character you know uh, oh, i, I want to live you know that guy so he's Bailey, uh-huh. named after George Bailey. And while I was watching the credits for this movie, just imagine—you can't. You literally can't. Like you do not—the the human levels of empathy do not enable you to feel the emotions that I'm feeling now when I'm watching these. And Merc number one, there is a person in this movie credited as Merc number one, whose name is George Bailey. <laughs> so, my dog. <laughs> The, the dog that we just adopted is named after George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life and also somehow inadvertently like a random, not extra, but like a random side background character from Mercenary for Justice starring Steven Seagal. And that's obviously not the case. It's obviously not who I named him after, but I can't unknow that knowledge now that I know that, that I know there is a person who plays Merc number one in Mercenary for Justice which, to be fair, Steven Seagal should be merc number one. But anyway, unnamed <laughs> merc number one, George Bailey. I, I'm sure you're a fine person. I have no beef with you personally. But this very strange series of events that none of us could have ever predicted or planned for has led you to just being the, the bane of my existence. You are the the bird pecking at my liver. You are the stone <laughs> that I must push up the hill every day. You are oh wow you are my curse for discovering fire and and humanity's (laughs) sins thank you george bailey (laughs) so that is my personal that's how this movie affected targeted me specifically and sarah can never know
1: (laughs) (laughs) dang all right do
2: we have any other thoughts about mercenary for justice what would you Cartenary watch instead oh yes yes yes. oh
1: and star ratings i can spoil that right now it's going to be one star
2: and what would I'll you give watch it
0: instead? uh one and a half yeah what would you watch instead hans
1: oh any of the movies that this was trying to be i you know what i would even watch tropic thunder above this and you know how much i hate it's tropic price. thunder but that, the Italian job, Taken, what was the other one? Uh, top Gun for five minutes. For Gump a little. Saber Private Ryan, a little. A little bit, yeah. Any of those.
0: For me, I'd give it like one and a half stars. And go play... Actually, I'm going to give you a game. Just go play like any squad shooter, like massive squad shooter, mm. like 200 or more players on a map. Uh, it gives you the same energy of just like things <laughs> happening really fast. Like, <laughs> it was a very similar experience for me. Yeah, go <laughs> yeah, go play like Battlefield twenty forty two. I think that's the latest one, or like Battlebit. People don't um, seem to like that one. It's like five dollars. Oh no, it's not very good. That's why Battlebit's doing so well right now. Mm. Uh, I liked Battlefield one. It takes place in World War one. It was very good. I don't know if the servers are populated at all anymore, but I enjoyed it. So it gave me a very similar feel of just absolute chaos all the time.
2: I would be the most positive out of all of us. I would give this two stars because I had some fun. I had Mm. some chuckles, some belly laughs even. But I would recommend I'm actually going to go with anything that Roger Smith has been in. So because that gives you a lot of Spike Lee films, you can watch School Days, you can watch Do the Right Thing. You You should watch Do the Right Thing.
0: Any parting thoughts on Mercenary for Justice? Nope. Mercenary for Justice.
2: No, we can't just do more like we can't just do five more likes as the <laughs> closing for every episode.
0: <laughs> That's kind of my favorite part of recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you
2: can they don't have to make it in the recording, but you can you can do them for you. Mercenary for Justice, more one. like mercenary for just ass, because this movie was just
0: ass. <laughs> go on no, in, sadly go. I got nothing on this one. I'm, I'm usually pretty good at this.
2: Well, so that's uh, that's all for this movie, Poopole. <laughs> that means one of us has to die. Don't cut that out of the episode. <laughs> Take that one. out. Don't cut that out. No, 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 no. Cut that out. Do, do cut that do, out. Do cut that out.
1: Yeah, I will.